Hi friends and welcome to another episode of The Once Broken Podcast. I'm Bianca Madison Amos. My guest today is 19-year-old breast cancer survivor Mia Beach and today we're just going to be talking about her healing journey. Hi Mia. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So let's just get into it. Like I want to <laughs> learn so much about you in this short time and you're you're so young like I cannot even imagine how this affected you when you when you found out. Like when were you diagnosed with breast cancer and can you put into words what hearing those words from the doctor was like for you? So I had just graduated high school. I was going through testing like at the end of my high school year, my senior year. And like a week after I graduated, I had got the diagnosis. And when the doctor had told me, I just remember everything. I just went numb. Like I didn't cry. I didn't do anything. I just sat there and I was just numb. Because the most I was thinking that he was just going to have to go in and take something out and everything was going to be fine. But to hear that I was actually going to have to get my left breast removed was just, it was just wild to me. And then my mom was with me. So I was being strong and I was trying not to cry and she started to cry. So I don't know. I'm just a real strong person. I just tried to do everything that needed to be done when it had to be done. So at that point, was that, was having a mastectomy your only option? Yes. Okay. Okay. Like, were you preparing for college at the time or like, like what were your plans at that time? My plans were, were just to, I was thinking about going into the military. Honestly, that was a big thing on my mind, but I'm a strong believer in just believing yourself. And, you know, sometimes some things tell you like you have a gut feeling not to do some things. And I felt like that was like basically kind of like a sign from God that I shouldn't have went because if I would have went, I could have detected it later on and not when I had found it, which it would have spread it faster than what it had already spread it. What was your treatment process like and how were you able to remain hopeful that you would be cured? Uh, my treatment. When I first started chemo, so when I had started chemo, I underestimated chemo a lot. And I knew it was I knew it was, it was going to be rough, but I didn't know it was going to be such a big obstacle like it was. Chemo was definitely something I would never put myself through again. And I have much, much respect for people that have to go through it because I went through it for, I believe, four or five months. But it's people that have to go through it for years. And I have no idea how they do it. But it was very hard because when I had went for one treatment, I was down. Basically, I was down the whole time until my next treatment. What do you mean you were down the whole time? Like sick? Meaning like I had no energy. I was always in the house. So it was a long, it was months that I was just in the house. I didn't go anywhere or I just didn't want to. I just, I wasn't up to it. Or if I was up to something, I, I, I just couldn't function like I normally would. So what was the hardest part of going through the treatment for you? What would you say was the hardest part? <sighs> it was a couple of things. Just not having any energy. And when you go through chemo, you lose your taste. So it was frustrating when, you know, I, you want to eat something, you have a taste of something, but you can't taste it. So that was frustrating. I know that sounds kind of funny, but it was. And losing my hair. I had cut my hair before, but I had really cut my hair all the way down. So I wasn't so traumatized. Like, oh, my hair is falling out. It didn't fall out in chunks, but as I, I would comb, 
my hair would come out and it was just like shed. So it was times where I was fine, but I'll have days like if I look in the mirror and it's just, it's basically like a bad day. Like I would cry. I'll have down days, but, and I mean, I feel like anybody has their days where it's like a bad day, but it doesn't last forever. What helped you to remain hopeful that you would be cured, that you'd be able to to beat this disease? Like I said, I'm just, I'm a firm believer in like just gut feelings and the doctors I have, they're just, they're great doctors, 10 out of 10. Anything I need to know, they would tell me or plus more. And I had family that would do research too. So everything that was being talked about and we would research and I was just a firm believer in, especially in praying that I would get better and I would, you know, I would heal and I did have a good healing process. So I just basically just having good faith. What has the journey to self-acceptance and self-love been like since your mastectomy? Uh, it's been rough, but then again, it's been great at the same time because just going through my journey, I know how much I need to love myself even more because going through that, getting a mastectomy, you have to love yourself. I don't know, a thousand times more. It's just putting in the work and having confidence and telling myself it's going to be okay or not making myself feel so down. Cause it was a point of time where, cause I love clothes. I love fashion. So it was, like I had stopped loving that just because of what I had got done to me, like cause of my mastectomy. So I didn't want to wear certain things or I would be afraid. Like my first time, like really going out the house, I'll be afraid. Like people would stare at me. But then again, it's just sometimes I like I had to tell myself, you know, like, you know, this happened, you know, forget what other people think. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you just can't be worried about others, really. How important do you think that having a positive mindset was to your recovery? Do you think that that helped at all? It did. But I am going to be honest. I had a I had much of a negative mindset because I am mature for my age. But just going through what I went through, you know, I had just I just graduated. You know, I still want to go out. I still want to party. I still want to be with friends and everything. But a lot of that got taken away and a lot of things got pushed back because of it. But having a positive mindset, it is important. How, how were your friends? What was their reaction like? Uh, they couldn't believe it either. Like they were really heartbroken at the time and they were very supportive. but that was for a little while. Things happen and life happens. A lot of people can't, they don't understand. I guess I could say it like that. I'm not sure how I want to say it, but they didn't really understand what I was going through. So if I was having bad days, they would take it as, you know, like, oh, she has a bad attitude or, you know, she wants to fuss or something like that. But none, nobody around my age has gone through what I went through. So they couldn't understand. They couldn't relate to how I was feeling and why some things would bother me or if I didn't want to do some things. But when I did get diagnosed and around that time, they really did make me feel loved. And I do appreciate that. You spoke earlier about the first time that you went outside post mastectomy. I just wanted to hear some more about that. Like, what was that like for you? Like, did you think that people were staring at you that everyone knew? Like, what was going on in your head? I felt like everybody was staring at me. Like I was afraid to actually look at people because sometimes I would catch people staring and I try not to take it in a negative way because a lot of people are curious and 
some people don't know what to say. They don't want to ask because they might feel like it's rude or disrespectful. But I don't know. And then at the time, I, I still had dreams, which they were connected to the like the on my side, on the inside of me. So they're literally tubes hanging out of my body into like little pouches because I had like it would drain out blood clots and everything from my surgery. So I would try to figure out a way to hide those under my clothes or like I would have to put them in my back pocket or something. And that was another thing I was worried about. Like, I know people are looking at the drains, just, you know, tubes coming out of my side. How has your view of beauty changed since you had your mastectomy? It it evolved a lot. I already find the beauty in a lot of things, like just for how it is. But after everything I went through, it's just like a hundred more times respect. Because take like my pictures. That was a big step for me. (laughs) That was really bold of me, like you said before. And just accepting myself, accepting my body, accepting how I look and like just finding the beauty in myself within myself. Because to me, it's no point of me, you know, beating myself up all the time. Or I look like this and I don't, you know, a lot of females, they, they try to, I wouldn't say judge, but they try to compare themselves to other females. And me, I can't do that because I don't look like a lot of other females, especially my age. You know, like I... When I reached out to you on social media, like I wasn't even sure what the response was going to be because one, I know you're young. Two, I know this probably is nerve wracking to even be sharing this story and reliving it. Why do you think it's important to share your story of survival with others? Just to let them know that they're not the only one going through something hard, especially for younger people, because I know, you know, most of the time it's older women that get diagnosed with it but just even for younger people because it's harder for them I just want them to know like it somebody can relate to them because I was going through where I had a lot of support from my family and they wanted me to talk to them but it just made it hard because they can't relate they don't understand why I feel the way I feel so I just want to be able to help I actually had a couple women from different states reach out to me because they were diagnosed with it or they were they had to they found out they had to have the surgery but they they weren't sure about their options and I kind of just helped out with it and I still talk to some of them to this day where they reach out to me and just ask me about advice and what they should do or how they should go about things and how they feel like they're not mentally ready and I just basically I just help that's beautiful that's beautiful so Walk me through the day that you took the photo, the one that I'm talking about, the mm-hmm. one where you are topless, pretty much. It's not, <laughs> a, it's not a nude picture. <laughs> it's not a nude picture by any means. It's something that I could see in a really high-end magazine. That's how gorgeous this image is. I was like, who is this Black woman? Like, she is <laughs> so fierce. Like, she is so beautiful. Like, who is she? Walk me through that moment for you, like when you took your top off and you're like, I'm going to show my scar. (laughs) I'm going to show my scar and I am not going to be ashamed of it. Like, what was that like for you and how did it make you feel afterwards? Uh, That day, it was kind of like that photo shoot was scheduled last minute, like day before, day of. (laughs) and. 
I wasn't nervous when I did it. That's how I knew it. It was just right. Like I didn't have any if ands, buts about it, second thoughts about it. I already had the idea in my head how I wanted it to look. I wanted it in the feel. I wanted it to look like natural, like nature. And <laughs> I actually, I, I felt good. I actually felt really great after that shoot. And my best friend, she was with me. And the the boy who had took my pictures, he's actually a close friend of mine. And they, he was showing me the pictures. And he was, they both of them, they were looking at me. They thought I was going to cry after I took the pictures. They just thought I was going to have a breakdown afterwards. And I was like, no, because it was just a good day. Like, I didn't feel the need to cry. And I felt like that's good on my part. <laughs> just because going through my process and my journey, I became a, more of an emotional person. Because before I wasn't really emotional. So this definitely made me more of an emotional female. That's probably one of the best things I did was that photo shoot. I just felt so free and I felt so open just with showing everybody my scar. And actually, the open field I was in, it's the road, like the highway right there. So it was cars going past and motorcycles going past honking their horn. And I was just like, (laughs) yeah, they were just going past honking their horn and everything. I was like, oh, wow. Like, that was just so unexpected. (laughs) (laughs) So going back to the first day you went outside post-mastectomy, holding your head down, you know, like wondering what everyone was thinking. Where are you now? After that photo, after showing pretty much the world your scar, (laughs) (laughs) how do you feel now? Now, I just feel like, not say things are back to normal, but it's times I even forget I even had it. Like I even had the uh, surgery and I go out. I don't really worry about if people are looking at me now it's to me it's like oh whatever you know they're looking they're looking but I just go out I wear for the most part I wear what I want long as it looks fine to me I wear what I want and I'm just unapologetic like you said (laughs) yes yes amen to that what words of encouragement do you have for anyone who's facing a tough battle in their life right now give yourself time I feel like that's a big thing because you like just rushing the process you're not going to get far. You're not going to get the results that you want because I learned, I had learned a lot of patience within my process before I wasn't a patient person. Now I have a lot of patience. I'm more understanding. I'm more aware and just more thoughtful about my mental health. A lot of people don't really get into mental health. They're more about physical, but mentally it's still important. That's what keeps you sane. <laughs> and just yeah. basically just taking care of yourself. Yes, yes. What would you say is the the biggest lesson that you took away from your experience? Just don't take life for granted. I don't want to sound like a cliche, but yeah, before I didn't understand. I didn't really understand what that meant until I actually went through something. Sometimes you have to go through something to understand what people are talking about. And I had to go through that to understand that, you just have to live. You can't be afraid, you know, do what you love, do what makes you happy and be around the people that love you and that make you happy. Just everything that involves love and peace. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Like This was such an inspirational chat. I just want to encourage you, you know, with anything that you are going towards in the, in the future, like just go for it, girl. Like you have so much to offer. You radiate so much joy like I just get happy just looking at you so (laughs) 
<laughs> what's next for you? Like, what are your what are your future plans? Like, what are you looking forward to? Right now, I'm looking forward to opening up a boutique, an online boutique, and that's going to be coming very soon in the fall. And after that, I I'm soon going to start this project. I want to make bras for women that have gone through breast cancer and mastectomies or anything like that because it's not we don't we can't wear bras like everybody else wear bras some of us like me I have a bra where I have to wear a prosthetic and a lot of the time I don't like wearing it I just wear sports bras because it's just more comfortable and I've been to support groups where they have said a lot of women have said they just wear like sports bras and I feel like we should be able to have bras too especially ones that are attractive ones that are just something that a woman would like and not so simple. I feel like nobody should have to take in and out of prosthetic all the time. I feel like it should, it should be something that's built for us, made for us. Right. That you'd feel comfortable in and, and yes. attractive in and beautiful in. So, wow, like, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, like, we began talking about your plans before you found out that you had breast cancer, you know, you were looking to going into the military. You had like other plans in mind, but then clearly there was something else that you were purposed to do. Now, if we want to get in contact with you um, or to find out more about the work that you're doing and, you know, to check out your boutique when you launch it, like where would we go? Uh, You can go on my Instagram or my Twitter and soon I will have a Facebook but it's Omia with two H's and four A's. O H A H M I A A A A. Thanks again for chatting with me today, Mia, and all the best. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Once Broken Podcast. You can support the show by leaving your review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, stay real.